Welcome to the Grad CCD podcast, where we talk about everything from career readiness, career transition, and jobs. In this episode, Lily Awad, Senior Associate Director, talks about storytelling with Suzanne Schneider Kivlitz, Associate Director, Career Coach, and Alumni Engagement Manager. They will unpack the topic of storytelling, starting with how to get inspired to tell your story, how to do it effectively, and when and where to share it. Okay, well, welcome to Babson's Grad CCD Career Podcast. I'm Lily from Get Grad CCD, and I'm really excited today because we have a special guest, Suzanne Schneider Kivelitz. Uh, hi, Suzanne. Hi, Lily. Suzanne is a colleague of mine. She's an advisor at the Graduate Center for Career Development here at Babson College, um, and she provides career coaching for graduate working professional students. She manages the Alumni Career Coaching and Engagement Program, and Suzanne has worked with professionals from the executive level to early careers. She is passionate and energized by the topic of storytelling, which we will dive into today. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you so much, Lily. It's uh, really a pleasure to be here, and thank you for this um, warm introduction. Really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm really excited about the topic. Um, I consider you to be the expert, right, on our team on effective <laughs> storytelling at Babson. So I actually wanted to start by giving you the opportunity to share your story, because you're also such a great storyteller. Sure, sure. And and uh, you're right. I love storytelling. And that is something that I discovered along my own career as well. So I'm happy to share my own story. For more than 20 years, I have been passionate about guiding others in how to build the professional career that they desire. So when I look back at my own career, and even before, I always had the inclination to help others with practical advice kind of like a teacher, be it at college when teaching my peers or later at the beginning of my career when training new associates in an executive search firm and helping candidates to find the right fit um, or the right role for them. So building trust for relations, connecting with different types of people and creating customized career education programs or services has been at the core of what I have been doing in a variety of roles at international HR consulting companies and uh, in U.S. business schools. I really love being a partner in career success and supporting a broad variety of constituents to build their career, as you already mentioned um, at the beginning. And storytelling has become a more and more vital part of this career education that helps um, people really to explain who they are. Sure. So I want to actually um, dive into that last point a little bit more. And you alluded to this um, when you talked about building trust. Why is storytelling so important and why should it be important to our listeners, assuming that most of our listeners are our students, business school students? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think storytelling is important when it comes to careers because um, they shed a broader picture a, a brighter light uh, on a person and make it much more understandable what drives that person what motivates them and i think like with with every story either you read a book or you you watch a movie it's not just about pure information but it is about motivation it's about emotions um to help connect 
um, the reader or the, um, the listener or the viewer to connect with the content and the actual person that is at the center of the story, which is the, the person that tells the story. In this case, our students that tell their career stories. So it's, it's really about enabling others to connect with you with so that like-minded person understand, oh, hey, we have a share, shared belief, we share the same values, or yes, I'm also passionate about this. And this is where people connect with each other. They don't connect over numbers, but over beliefs, values, and emotions. And that makes people stand out because it's important that it is an authentic story, that it is their story and not something that anybody else could have uh, talked about, but something really personal. And I know that this means sometimes being vulnerable, and of course you always can decide to what degree you open up, but really talking about personal experiences makes it even more memorable to stand out of the crowd. Right. Okay. So like authenticity, connection, those are all really core to storytelling. Now, Absolutely. how would you advise someone to get started on creating their story? So I find that to be probably the most challenging part, right? Like where you sit down and you're tasked with creating something. How would you advise someone to seek inspiration just to get started? Yeah, that, that's a good question, and I, and I hear this a lot because, of course, you can sit in front of your paper. My generation used to write. I see students today <laughs> sitting in front of not even their laptop, but in front of their phones trying to type. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> being in front of a blank screen, thinking about your story, uh, I, I understand that this can be daunting. It actually starts earlier with the first step, which is identifying your story before you can even craft it. And this identification process uh, can take, um, can, can happen in a variety of ways. Um, so when it is about finding your why, I call this the finding your why process, sometimes you would need to think backwards what you have experienced so far. So what is it what you always liked doing uh, when being in your first job or in your first internship or when you volunteered? Um, what is it what uh, you like doing even on weekends, which didn't feel like work or a job? And um, sometimes people around us can even tell better because they ob observe us. They remember when people come home and tell with a, a shining face, I really love doing this. So sometimes it's helpful to ask family members or close friends around us to, hey, what did you see? When did I ever wear really, really happy when coming from work or an internship? And so that can be very helpful. And it's this whole reflection process, what brings us joy when working, and or sometimes what is a repetitive um, moment that we do over and over again in a variety of roles that have that may have different names be in different industries that is what i hear sometimes from um, students that have a longer work experience that say mm, when i look at my career it looks so scattered across all types of industries and and but usually there is um there is a recurring motive what they do 
um, either being relations over and over again or solving problems over and over again or designing something. It's just the setting that changes. And this is what I mean by this reflection process or finding your why, really thinking backwards and understanding what is it, what I really do and why, why do I do this and what makes me happy about it. Another way to find this can be if you think backwards and try to understand has there been a, has there been a moment where everything changed, where something happened that made me so shocked, happy, whatever, that made a, a, a deep impression on myself and, and made me decide to change directions, to do something different. And that can be um, outside of our control in, in what we see in the world, what's, hap what's happening. And, and there are people who decide turning their careers into a different direction when they see a uh, hunger crisis, war. I mean, these are large topics, but um, there are people who react to this. It can be on a much different scale in your personal life when you see something what happens to a family member or in your community that makes you change your career and going into a different direction. So these can all be starting points when thinking about what is my career story. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea of pulling your community and, and using that feedback as a starting point. That's, that's a great point. Thank you. So what are some of the most memorable stories you've heard or some of the best storytellers that you have listened to? It's interesting and, and I keep telling these uh, specifically these two stories over and over again. Um, I always remember that student, uh, it was a graduate student from Venezuela um, who grew up with his grandfather who was a banker. And so the student uh, learned early on what it took to beat the hyperinflation in Venezuela, which wasn't easy. And the more he um, he understood how to master that, the more he saw how other people struggled. And he decided to make it his mission to help others uh, getting a hold and control of their finances. So uh, by observing the world around him and realizing a talent that he had, but that others did not, he felt um, the, the mission, so to speak, to help others with this after completing his MBA and uh, going into the financial services industry again. And then there was another um, career changer actually, who was an engineer. And um, that was more of a personal story that made him rethink his career when he witnessed that a family member uh, didn't have access to healthcare or to the healthcare that they needed. And that was when he felt the need to help uh, contribute to solve this situation. And he decided to change his career going into life sciences and actually connecting his engineering skills with, a medical device, with the medical device industry. So you see, these can be turning points that makes us realize going into a different direction. But the fact that I remember these two stories um, and that happened years ago, um, I think speaks for themselves. Being a Babson, as we are all entrepreneurs, something that I on, only came across uh, more recently is uh, an entrepreneur story, actually. 
And I came across the story um, of um, Andrew and David uh, Heath, two brothers who graduated from Babson many years ago, um, the founders of Bombas. And that was really interesting when David was shocked to learn that the most needed clothing item at homeless shelters was something incredibly basic, like socks. And um, so he felt the need to, to create and launch a, com a comfort-focused sock and apparel brand and company with a social mission to help those in need. And um, so it's, it's not about buying socks, but becoming a member of a community because um, he used this buy one, donate one business model, which is very successful. So his story became also the story of his company and, and uh, like a mission to the company, but the, the driving factor was his story, how he was impacted when realizing what the need is and, and being touched emotionally by this. Um, I'm just saying, because we have entrepreneurs here in our audience, and sometimes it's not about their career, but about why do I want to go and why do I want to do this venture? What is driving me? Right. It's, but it's the same mechanism of storytelling. Sure, that passion and that motivation is consistent, whether you're an entrepreneur or a job seeker. Those are great stories. They're, they're certainly memorable stories. On the flip side of that coin, what are some mistakes that people mm. have made with their storytelling process and even delivery? What I often hear is when asking the infamous question, tell me about yourself, Mm -hmm. mostly dreaded by many people. <laughs> and you, you have to be prepared to answer that question because um, the, the biggest mistake if, is if you answer that question by re-narrating your resume, just uh, giving a list of positions and, and uh, timelines and uh, company names that, uh, and giving a lot of details and numbers that nobody will remember and that are very often not really relevant for the person that you're talking to because it's just too much and too detailed information um, to understand and to remember. Um, another mistake that I see very often is to not make it personal, to use expressions that are so generic that anybody could use them. So it's not really your story, it's just like boilerplate and something that every MBA or graduate students would be able to say in that moment. And so that these are um, this, the mistakes that I see. Um, and very often it's just too long. It's not concise or succinct, not really focused on what is at the core and what is really essential to me but really people that get lost in too many details and then they cannot connect back to um, the actual situation that they're in, to the actual person that they're talking with and why their story and how their story connects with that person or the company that they're interviewing with. As you uh, talked about that, Suzanne, I was thinking about a couple of things um, that I guess could be downfalls, right? So maybe starting too late, um, especially for those who are job seekers and and waiting too late in preparing their story, right? Because you had mentioned the tell me 
tell me about yourself. That's a typical question in an interview, right? So Absolutely. it's yeah. So it's important to, um, I, I guess, work on our stories early on and be prepared for a situation where we will be asked that. We know to expect that question in an interview. It could also come up at a networking event, an organized networking event, or just serendipitously like standing at Starbucks, right? Standing yeah, in line absolutely. at Starbucks and meeting someone randomly. Absolutely. So, um, so and, I guess and I think to, to answer, I, I don't know if, if I remember your, your question correctly, but thinking and, and so reflecting and, and crafting your career story for me, it always is at the beginning of a right. job search process. Um, so it's, it's really the first step when you try um, to reflect about your why and, and what is it, what you really want to do? What is it, what really drives you and fulfills you? Because it's not just, if we really want to not only having a job, but a career, we need to take this time to think about this and um, also seeking for help with a career advisor or asking uh, your community around to really inform your strategy and then the next steps. Because if you don't know why you go, why you want to go in a, into a specific direction, you cannot answer all the questions that would come from interview or networking partners so it's it's really key to understand and being able to talk about why you are interested in a specific industry or a specific career path and and how this relates to your audience so that they understand and are able to connect with you and can see how do you fit into this role if it is about a specific role or into this industry? How can you transfer your previous skills from a different industry into this other industry? Because the drive and motivation is a shared one. Yeah, and I guess my point of saying what I what I was saying earlier is for listeners to understand that this process should start early on. Uh, it's iterative. It'll probably change along the way, especially if you're a graduate school student and you're mm -hmm. um, I guess, picking up various experience throughout the curriculum and outside of the curriculum. Uh, but practice is so important. And you even just um, hinted at a couple of resources students could leverage on campus to do that practice. So once someone has their story, they've written it down, maybe they've uh, vocalized it, practiced it with a friend or to themselves, what, they, what should they do? You, you mentioned a very important point. Um, practicing is important. I would think that um, students could leave the safe space after practicing with maybe their career advisor or a friend or some of their peers. And that is what we do in the sprints, actually. They can then, according to their job search strategy and networking strategy, identify maybe contacts that they already know but haven't talked to in a while, previous colleagues, former colleagues, former uh, managers that uh, they want to reconnect with so that um, it is not as kind of frightening to reach out to someone that they don't know yet. So starting with people that you already know, reconnecting with them and telling your story to make them understand where do you st stand today? What do you want to do in the future is, I think, um, a good start because it's more of low hanging fruit and then taking it from there, the more practice you have, the more fluent you become, and the less you, you are frightened because you see it works. 
it works right. and people can connect and, and they are happy to help. And then you gain confidence and then you can slowly move on towards contacts that you don't know yet, that you reach out to, that you might be introduced to by somebody else, but still you need to make this connection on your own. And um, I also would always say that um, you only start to tell your story to persons that are in the capacity of making decisions to hire or not, or people that are really important, because then you really want to have that practice already down and, and be fluent and confident enough. So I, I would never start with such a person right at the beginning, because then you're too nervous and still working on your story, but rather when you have some practice and you know what to tell and uh, that and it, that comes across in a more confident and firmer voice and facial expression and everything. Great, great. And we've spoken, um, Suzanne, outside of this recording about places that your story shows up, um, interviews, mm -hmm. these conversations, these networking conversations you just spoke about, and, and even like personal branding online spaces. Can you elaborate on that latter piece? Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, your career story, you, you can talk about this in the about section on your LinkedIn profile. And um, I'm, I'm always surprised when I see an about section where they basically re-narrate what is written below in the experience part, where it's all, everything is redundant and you wonder why do they not use that space for something more, for something more specific and, and really interesting instead of just repeating what people can read again. Um, so the about section on the LinkedIn profile is a great place to put um, your career story and um, you can uh, use it on cover letters. Of course, it always needs to be tweaked and customized depending on what parts of it are really now relevant towards this actual position or company. How do you make these connections? But um, the core story is always the same. You do not reinvent yourself over and over again because you're still the same person. So that is, these are two other pieces where you can use it. And of course, in, in all networking conversations that you have um, in interviews where you're asked the tell me about yourself a question. Um, so in, and maybe there are other um, where you have to uh, publish a bio, um, wherever you are, you, you can use either your entire story or parts of it. Um, but this is once you know what is your story, it's so much easier to talk about it right. and to use it in a variety of ways. Yeah. Personal blogs too. Personal yeah. blogs, right? Yeah. Those are great suggestions. Do you have any recommendations for our listeners for books, blogs, thought leaders on the subject? Um, so Simon Sinek, there is a great TED talk. Um, it's years ago that he had this TED talk where he is talking about the why. Um, and yeah, I always find it still super useful. There are a couple of uh, articles uh, why storytelling is so important that I usually give my uh, students to read before we meet for uh, such a sto career storytelling class or workshop. Then there is one, there is a video, the, the tale of two MBAs, uh, which is really interesting. Um, it's, it's actually posted on LinkedIn, Dave Boudreaux, 
um, is the narrator, and that makes the concept of storytelling also very, very clear and, and, and even funny. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. I would definitely encourage our listeners to to look for that one. And Suzanne, you've also written a blog post on storytelling for the Babson Graduate School, um, which is searchable online as well. And I would I would also recommend that. But thank you so much. This is super helpful. It's such an important topic, Suzanne. I've been working with you for many years, but I always learn something new when we talk and I appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Lily. It was a pleasure and um, I'm happy to help everyone with their story. One of the wonderful um, moments that I experienced working with students or professionals is when they don't know their story yet, but the moment when they start to understand, ah, oh yes, that is it, what I really do and love. Oh my God, that's so good because then it makes all sense for themselves and you right. first have to make sense for yourself about your story before you can explain it to others sure and this is always um for me as a part of grad ccd and a career advisor a very rewarding moment to see that thank <laughs> you thanks so thank much you Thanks for listening. Make sure you refer to our episode notes for links to articles and videos on storytelling. If you are a Babson student, there are ample resources for you to use as you craft and shape your story. Visit your career center to learn more.